Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. Yo, 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 We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Gangplank Report. We are reviewing episode 10 of this season of Below Deck Mediterranean, and they called it Burning Down the House. And Jen aptly renamed it This Chef is on Fire, like the Alicia Keys song. And I like that better. <laughs> We're going to start off with the rapid recap. And Lexi thinks the riddance of ranks is idiotic. Delaney arrives and we find out she taught herself to have a worse speech impediment for more Cheerios and a get out of class free card. She's never been a stew except for putting out Costco platters and Malia offers that she can help on deck. Courtney breaks down over Delaney's arrival, but Katie's able to cheer her up and let her know she's a rock star. Lexi's upset again because there's no rotation this time and she's on breakfast with Matt. Matt opts for family-style dining to help navigate all of the dietary restrictions. He also catches the food and himself on fire and burns his hand. We find out that doctors may not make house calls anymore, but they do make boat calls. Sandy lets them know that the management company said that cabin sharing isn't permitted, so everyone has to move cabins. Matt has to share a cabin with Martin for the charter. Danielle puts on an oversized bikini-clad bodysuit and gives David a sumo strip show. So awkward. Yeah, so awkward. There's an Oscar-level in-memoriam dedication to Maureen the Magical Unicorn. Katie is torn on whether or not to keep Delaney because no one is happy about the smaller tips or having to change cabins. Delaney convinces her to give her a chance at least through the end of the charter, though. And we end with an attempt to re-anchor in the middle of a storm. And that's a rapid recap. And they tease that there might be a new chef on board. Oh, yeah, they do. Possibly Lucas coming for backup. All right, so let's just jump right into this whole demotion situation. Mm -hmm. I have lots of feelings about that. Feel away, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, if I was in Katie's position, I would probably have done something similar because despite the fact that Lexi was hired as a second stew, she's not doing second stew worthy work. And is making everybody else have to pick up the slack. And I totally get where she's coming from. I feel like as opposed to just an all out demotion, which is what she did to Lexi in that sit down to say, I don't know where we're going to stand at the end of this trip or what we're going to do with this extra help. But I just want everybody to be on the same working plane right now. We'll stick with the rotation that we have and we'll have Delaney jump into laundry and help out there and we'll go from there. Because I don't feel like demoting Lexi, even without saying the words as much, motivates her to be any better at her job. 
Right. I agree with that. And it seemed in the meeting to me anyway, that Lexi really kind of was on board with it and she was okay with it. Even when she walked away, her biggest concern was she couldn't remember where she had left her coffee. But then in the confessionals, she gets a little tougher there and is really sassy about it to the point where she said that Katie should lead by example then and she shouldn't have a rank either, which was just straight up stupid. Yeah, that's idiocy. Yeah. Somebody has to be in charge of that circus. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So Delaney comes on after this happens. Okay, I have to give you (laughs) a little background on myself really quickly. I got triggered by Delaney immediately. And it's because when I was little, I had the same speech impediment that Delaney had. Oh, no way. Yeah. And my sister and her evil friends all made me say, hurry, Roger, hurry to them. And they would sit back and laugh at me because it would be holy, Wajah, holy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So as soon as she said that and started talking about how she made it worse, I was just like, why? I work so hard to have ours now. I mean, I don't know the psychology behind that or the therapy that's required. Is there a way to train yourself out of it as an adult? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would think so. I just had to over enunciate things for a long time. And after a while, it became a habit to where I would say my R's more properly, but I still drop them a lot, but that could be the hillbilly part. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of that self-therapy that you did obviously Mm -hmm. has led to you being very good at enunciating on our podcast. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Nobody fed me Cheerios. So maybe that's the difference. It seems like she comes in, though, despite that, with a really great attitude. Yeah. She's honest. She might not have been all the way honest on her resume, Mm -hmm. necessarily, but she was honest when she was talking to Katie and talking to Sandy about her experience, at the very least, saying that she really hasn't done much interior stuff, and most of her experience has been exterior, but she also knows it's not rocket science, and she's got her diploma from Berkeley and everything else that she tells us about. And I had a thought about this. It's one thing for Lexi at the beginning of the season to say, I was Miss Bahamas, but I don't like to tell everybody. I was Miss Bahamas and then she tells everybody she was Miss Bahamas. Delaney only tells us that she was a valedictorian and went to Berkeley in her confessional. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she's running around telling everybody on the boat that about herself. So I feel like therein lies the difference, at least so far from what we've seen. But I think she says that so as to say, I can figure this out. This laundry thing, I've done it my whole life. It's not that hard. And honestly, I don't put any, I don't put the heaviest part, I guess, of the blame on Delaney for this. This is a staffing, don't you vet people? I haven't had a job, obviously, in forever. I'm a housewife. But on my resume, when I listed things, they would ask me what my capabilities were and whatever before I got hired on for a job. So I would think that this is the staffing. Well, somebody on Twitter, I want to say, said that Norma is the all-star of the season. Mm -hmm. so far 
for getting things together, but maybe not if she wasn't really paying attention and just trying to get a body there. I understand why they wanted somebody that was a swing position in case they needed to replace somebody exterior or interior, but you would hope that that person would have a little bit more interior experience. Right. And I get what the captain was saying about of the two to be heavier on deck makes more sense because there's more equipment involved and that kind of thing. Right. But still, the interior is very service oriented. You need to know how to make drinks. You need to, it's not just doing laundry. You know, yes, we can do our own laundry at home, but there's a lot more to it than that because they're doing, what do they call it? Silver service. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole thing in and of itself. I just don't put as much on Delaney. I feel like she was honest. If you're saying that you're a deck stew and it's a 35 meter boat, doesn't that in your industry, don't you think that that would imply that you don't have? Yeah. And usually on something that's less than a hundred feet, you're not going to have the same level of service required. I I said 35 meter. I meant 35 feet. Sorry. Yeah. You're not going to have the same level of service that's required for something like this. So her training wouldn't be the same or her experience wouldn't be the same. Right. But I think she gives it the old college try, pun intended, you know? Yeah. And while I understand her frustration and what she's got going on, not only getting it from everybody else on the crew about the cabin changes and her being stressed out, I don't love the way that Katie handled this with Delaney. I don't either. I wish that she would have just waited to assess the situation until after it was over instead of having Lexi, who's already miffed that she got demoted. So that's one person that's working against her on this. And then not even, it doesn't even feel like it's after the first day that she sits down Delaney and says, we need to talk about this. I don't think I'm going to keep you, but thanks anyway. And doesn't even make it through the trip with her yet to see what her capabilities are. And I think Delaney made really solid points. Look, I don't think you've given me a fair shot. You haven't really seen what I can do. I haven't been here long enough. Right. Can we just reassess this at the end of the trip? Exactly. And she made other good points saying, look, I've already been a help to you. Everybody's gotten breaks because I was here. And (laughs) I thought it was funny when she said, I don't care if whether it's a green stew or a bunny on board, if it makes it easier, why wouldn't you give it a try? And she had a good point. I like her. I don't understand this with Katie. This episode kind of felt like we weren't getting the whole story on something. And I don't know what it is. I asked you before we even recorded, is it that big of a deal to change cabins? Because to me, it seems like changing hotel rooms. You pack up your stuff and you move. I'm sure it's more involved than that because you have six weeks worth of stuff. But at the same time, the rooms aren't that big. It's not like you have to go 800 places to collect your belongings. No, it's just a pain in the behind. And everybody's kind of settled where they are at this point in the season. I think Sandy makes the point that there's only three trips left after this. So is it worth it to make everybody spend time on their day off to switch around for something that might not work out anyway? I think the easiest solution would be to just get rid of Lexi. But from Katie's perspective, she doesn't know if this other girl has the ability or the skill set to pick up all of that slack. Right. It's working right now with four people on the interior, but would her being down Lexi's at least service experience 
when she actually puts effort into it, be more of a detriment. Right. Speaking of that, with you saying that it would be easier to get rid of Lexi, we did a poll this week after the show and asked our listeners, what would they do if they were Chief Stew? And the choices were fire Lexi and keep Delaney, keep them both or not bring on Delaney. And the totals wound up being 81% said fire Lexi and keep Delaney. 15 was keep them both. And only 3% said they shouldn't bring on Delaney. So I think she's got promise. And I think if she has at least a little bit of time to work with somebody like Courtney or work with somebody like Katie, that she'll excel because she wants to prove herself. Right. And we're way past that with Lexi. Yeah. And I wonder if they don't have it in their heads, because even Courtney said if she was Delaney and came on the boat and saw what the situation was, that she would just say, I'm out. And I'm like, well, why would you? And I guess their thinking behind it is that she's getting paid regardless, but you don't get the tip money if you're sitting in a hotel room. And that tip money hasn't been anything to sneeze at lately. Right. An extra grand is nice to have in your pocket. I don't know. I'm team Delaney on this one. I usually don't like to pick teams. And I really do like Katie. There's just something about this that made no sense to me in how quickly she seemed to want to do it. And maybe it was so you don't get too attached. Maybe she gets emotionally attached to people or would feel guiltier Mm, once she got to know her. We'll have to see. But let's get to Matt. Okay. (laughs) And... Oh, swag nasty. Swag nasty. Yes. And I really think he probably thinks that he would hate to have me as a charter guest, but he <laughs> he really would love me because he could make me chicken tenders and macaroni and cheese for my toddler palate. And I would be perfectly fine and I would tip generously. So (laughs) he's wrong about me. But he was struggling with all of the different food preferences. And he went with family style, which I'm usually not a fan of family style. It depends on the group, I guess. But I don't know that this was was a smart play, in my opinion. It was a smart play. I agree. And that's what I was going to say is I'm usually not a fan of it because I like the personal touch of a whole meal made just for you and not serve yourself but in this case I thought it was ingenious because they're really all over the map yeah so many things to juggle gluten-free dairy-free keto so I thought this was a very smart move and they all seemed really happy with the food well and two you're dealing with an entire group of women and they're going to eat different amounts of food and some of them are going to feel bad if they leave anything on the plate even though they might not want to finish all of it so when you serve family style like that it gives the guests an opportunity to take as much or as little as they want or take seconds and not feel like they're yeah somebody's going to judge them for overindulging on the food you know what I mean (laughs) yeah so there's a couple different elements to that but that's the way that I would have approached something like that as well you know unless it was specified somewhere else that they absolutely wanted everything plated which would have been a nightmare but doable so I think it was a smart move and outsourcing the cake also a smart move. Very smart Did we move. figure out whose birthday it was? Because they started singing happy birthday and they cut it off right before they said whose birthday it was. I have no clue. And I actually have watched it three times now. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that part. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out whose birthday it was. Yeah, because I think the candles just said happy birthday. I don't think they wrote anything on it. Yeah. it. yeah. So yeah, happy birthday to whoever it was. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was birth- everybody's birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. Um, (laughs) But then we also see him injure himself. Right. For the second time on this trip. And that did not look comfortable at all. No. I, I have done something similar to myself. And it is... 
extremely painful. And especially when you're trying to plug through the pressure of the first day of a trip that had to have gotten into his head because I, yeah, that looked bad. It did look very bad, but it wouldn't be a gangplank report podcast if I wasn't a little critical. (laughs) (laughs) You don't put ice on burns. You put cool water on burns. Too cold makes your blood vessels constrict and can actually make the burn worse. So either cool water or honey actually has antibacterial properties and it soothes burns. Hillbilly here, so we use egg whites. And you would be amazed at how much it calms a burn down to use an egg white. They don't recommend it anymore, but I've never gotten salmonella and you can't tell where any of my burns are. So Hmm. I've never heard the egg white thing. I have heard the honey thing. Yeah. But I've never heard the egg white thing before. Interesting. And it looks like the doctor gives him some kind of a salve to put on there anyway. Mm -hmm. Probably so you. something yeah. that's going to mm-hmm. mitigate some of that, or at least mm-hmm. maybe numb it a little bit. Yeah, or something. but sticking his hand in a bowl of ice was like the worst thing he could do. Yeah, it's I, probably I your first instinct to, to cool it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense in my head. Yeah, but and yeah. and I understand why he did it, and that is it's the first thing that you would think of. Like this is hot, I want it to be cold, but it's a really bad move. So we'll know for next time. Yeah, but it looks like that means we might get the opportunity to see Chef Luca. I know. Show I'm up. excited. I hope he body we'll slams somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, we've seen probably 10 seconds in total of him in clips, but I don't know. I just find him endearing already. So we'll maybe see. he could he could go head to head on the sumo strip show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we gotta get to that. I don't want to get to that because it's so cringe. But oh, poor David. Well, when she she brought it out, I had no clue what it was. She just kind of wails it onto the ottoman. And I'm like, what is that? And then she starts putting it on. And I'm just like, I have never seen anything like that in my life. And the reason I called it sumo strip show was because those sumo bodysuits were people just like tackle each other and stuff. Yeah, that's what it reminded me. Hundred <laughs> percent, absolutely. But it's poor, just a bikini version. Yeah, but poor David, he looks so uncomfortable, and I just felt so bad. You know, it him. seems like a majority of the guests on the boat were pretty well behaved, but there was a couple of them that definitely stood out: Danielle yeah. and and Bailey, and mm-hmm. Danielle trying to strip herself right off the boat while she was twerking. Right. You know, poor Courtney was like, "Um, can we twerk later, please?" Yeah, can like, we maybe not that do? while the the boat is moving please (laughs) wait till it stops (laughs) she was so sweet about it though (laughs) she tried yeah yeah, danielle likes her drinks she likes her beverages and i don't even think she made it to dinner did she i don't think so yeah hopefully it wasn't her birthday yeah (laughs) true (laughs) (laughs) that wouldn't be the first time that somebody missed their own cake on below that's true yeah very true but i did think that the in memoriam they were doing to maureen i thought that was pretty funny i mean david (laughs) it was great yes he was just so cute with just the sincerity that he was trying to feign there it was just you could see the little glimmer in his eye i like it. That's really like funny. That. Yeah. I appreciated that as well. Rip Maureen. Yeah, poor girl. She got shanked. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up the storm is coming in and it looks like they had to re-anchor the boat. Am I remembering that right? Either okay. anchor for the first time or re-anchor. Yeah. Okay. And so it's the bosun and Lloyd, I think, 
that are out there and it is coming down and it looks kind of crazy and i guess because i don't know boating equipment at all couldn't you like move out of the path of that didn't it look like a narrow band or am i looking at something that's the size of the whole mediterranean sea i would have to go back and look at it again but i mean if it's strong enough your best bet is to just get anchored and hunker down as opposed as opposed to try to outrun it or get away from it because you don't know how shallow it is on either side of that you can see the band on the radar Mm -hmm. but looking at the actual depth finder you're going to see if there's rocky coastline or whatever else if sandy was in a place where she thought that it was safe enough for them to anchor and just stay put then that's probably why they were where they were okay that makes sense then yeah that's why i keep you around for your boating knowledge (laughs) such a little genius Well, before we go, you have celebrated a birthday since we last spoke. So I would like to wish you a very happy birthday. Thank you. And listeners, if you want to blast her with gifts of wonderful moments, showing Sam like falling off a boat or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or just read and review our podcast would be Oh, that would that would be perfect. That's the best present you can rate and review our podcast on Apple. Thank you everybody for listening and we will be talking to you at Super Fan Interview. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.